It's Jen the Builder and Corey. Take the elevator floor 122. Fun fact, my favorite number in the whole world is 22. And um, I know I might have shared that before, but it was already my favorite number. And my daughter was born on February 22nd. But get this. What was the big deal about this? Two- oh, her birthday in 2022 is 2-22-22. Yeah. Yeah, that's a special birthday. Can't wait to celebrate that. Um, before we go any further, I just want to make sure that I'm sharing with you guys what this episode is going to be about so you guys can opt in or opt out. Because I'd hate to think that like, you listen to the whole episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I so didn't need that or I didn't get that. So... This episode is kind of a continuation to what we talked about as far as goal setting. Um, One of the things I really cautioned and encouraged our listeners to pay attention to when setting goals is connecting with people and how important that is, especially for prevention of burnout. And we also mentioned, mentioned people pleasing. So this episode is going to be about those two things. And we're really going to just talk Um, From our perspectives only and some things that we've learned in life and I'm sure you learned a lot too and can share wisdom with us on people pleasing and what that can do. It does exact opposite of preventing burnout. It'll light you up. At all, <laughs> I mean, it's just not a good place to be in. It'll depress you, <laughs> right? It will wear you out. <laughs> yeah. So, but before we go ahead and jump in there, you know, it's Wednesday and wellness check. How are we doing on this Wednesday in the middle of the week after the long weekend after Thanksgiving? By the way, I hope you guys had a wonderful time with your family. We didn't say that in the last episode. No, we didn't. Yeah. So, but I'll say this. Yeah. I ate way too much. Oh my God. For the whole nine days I was out, I ate like crazy. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> how these patterns set in so easily. Like, yes. the, how come the good patterns don't set in this easily? The, yeah. Right. Because those are the patterns that we have to work at. Those are the ones I think, like, you know, they say, oh, 21 days, 30 days, or 60 days, then it becomes a habit. Um, to form the good habits, I believe that it takes that much time. To form the bad habits, you give me once or twice, like right. I'm there. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's never a challenge for me. It's like, oh, I ate at eleven o'clock at night. That felt good, and I slept well. I think I'll do it again tonight, and then yeah. it's a habit. And you're like, I got to stop doing this. Right. There's a statement we're going to bring up in a little bit. I'm just going to kind of do a teaser right now, but from. Remember, I, I the last episode I had said how I was just doing a lot of reading and plugging into other people and what they had to teach. So from um, an article in Psychology Today, one of uh, a key indicator or sign that you're living for the love of people pleasing or you're, you know, you're held down by it is that you pick up habits of those around you even when they don't agree with your values. Mm. Right. We're not going to talk about that right now, but something to think about. Um, I, I can talk, I don't want to speak for you, Corey. I could definitely speak for myself on this, but 
but I'm getting excited. Can you guys tell when I start talking super <laughs> fast and I get louder? Um, anyways, here's a quote, Corey, and you just are so great about me throwing stuff your way with quotes and just being able to on the spot speak your wisdom and um, share your insights. So I hope you don't mind that I'm doing this. It's kind of like payback because you were interviewing me last time. Oh, so you're paying me back? No, huh? never that. Oh, okay. Because that would just be mean. And we're supposed to be kind. Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is a quote by Glennon Doyle. And Glennon says, Every time you're given the choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Every time? Um, no, he, this, no, Glennon did not specify every time. Just saying when it comes down, if you have a choice between disappointing the other person or you, in this case, me or you, your duty is to disappoint me, not you. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That, that's a, a tricky and very complicated quote and saying, and if I'm going to add my feedback in, into it. I think that would not always be true. Mm -hmm. There are times that I know I'm going to have to disappoint myself. I, I mean, as a husband and as a father, I go into it right. knowing that this is 50-50. I may have to disappoint myself on this one simply because I got other people to please and other people that I have to serve as a husband and as a father. And even sometimes as a friend. Right. I mean, at some point in time in my life, I just came to the realization that my happiness is important, but it's not definitive. I don't always have to be right. the the victor or the happy or the pleased one in the in the situation. Right. I, oh, go ahead. No, you're so spot on because we're not saying. Well, what I hear you saying is that people pleasing isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's a time and a place for it. Absolutely. And what we're eventually going to talk about here is chronic people pleasing, mm. right? So good job. Kudos to you for bringing up that point. So how do you keep that uh, wisdom and the actions on, you know, understanding that you're going to have to please me sometimes. And, you know, the kids, are going to have their way and it's not necessarily your way. How do you prevent those kind of situations from becoming chronic in nature? Well, I'm, I'm a communicator and I love the fact that I can communicate. I also love the fact that um, my family and friends know that if it comes down to it, there's going to be a conversation. And most of the time when people don't want to have conversations, it's for a very specific reason. I just want what I want. And then that's when I know you're just trying to get me to please you. It's, it's very key to understand that when people are open to conversation, they know that it can go either way. But when you don't want to have conversation about something, it means just give me what I want and be quiet. And most of the times it's just be quiet and give me what I want. So that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah. Okay. Some of the things that I was thinking about when we talk about people pleasing and it being chronic. So I'm just going to be very honest about this. 
huge people pleaser back in the day. And if anyone knows me and says, oh, Jen, you're still somewhat of a people pleaser. Yeah, but you didn't know me years ago. No, you didn't. In fact, it was so extreme that I didn't even know who I was, you know, it, it because I just adapted to everyone else around me. And so when you say statements from psychology today that says you pick up the habits of those around you, even when they don't agree with your values, every you, I could easily become what the other person needed me to be. Yeah. And we had to literally put our foot, well, put my foot down and say, enough of this. This is gone far enough. And I yeah. created a, a meme of my wife because... I just got used to her saying yes to some of the most outlandish mm -hmm. things that you could ever think about mm -hmm. someone saying yes to. And so um, it's a good thing when you know how to please people, but you don't want to be a chronic people pleaser. Yeah. It's very devastating and, and can cause very much harm in your in your life, in your family's life, in your friend's life. And then sometimes you'll find yourself even hurting the people that you're trying to please. Right. Because they understand why are you saying you can do all this stuff? Right. And so that's part, that's a sign too for people pleasing. Um, you feel overwhelmed with your commitments, mm -hmm. right? Because you're just burdening yourself because you're saying yes to everybody. And I'm not blaming my upbringing. I'm not saying those things, but as parents, my question to you is what is your response when a child says no to you or actually expresses their discomfort in something or their opinion on something and it differs from yours, what do those conversations look like? Because Corey, again, that's where some parents would say, you know, um, in my upbringing, it was disrespectful to disagree. So how do you balance that? How do we find balance in guiding your children and still encouraging them to Use the word no. You got to open up those lines of communication. And those lines have to be solely based on honesty. Once you start being able to communicate in an honest fashion, mm -hmm. then it makes it easier for you to accept the word no. Because if you're telling yourself, I'm going to ask my child if they are open or if they want to do this, and I want them to do it, it's it's a one-sided question at that point you have to go in there with i don't want them to do this right. and i don't i'm not going to be mad if they don't want to do it i, I want to know what they really want to do yeah and once they give you their honest answer you can weigh it <clears throat> pretty much based on that opposed to being you know oh man i really wanted them to do that i don't even ask you things that i know i really want you to do i just say hey i really <laughs> want you to do this can you do this for me then i'm, I'm saying please don't say no please don't say no please don't right but you know, at least I'm coming at it realistically opposed to asking you, so if you had a choice to do this or this, what would it be? And you say, well, it's this. And I'm like, oh, man, I wanted you to. It's just complicated when you want somebody to yeah. do something for you. So here, speaking of you and I, here's where chronically pleasing people can become so hard on a relationship that you're currently in. So I'm. I was constantly telling you, yeah, I could do that. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. And inside, I'm like, what the heck is he thinking? Or <laughs> I don't really want to do that because I've got A, B, and C still to do, and I just don't think I can fit that in. 
So it compiles and compounds and then it blows the heck up. And one thing just sets, used to set me off and I would just go off because you have all that bottled up and you're on the receiving end. You're like, what the heck is going on? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for me, I think people pleasing, it was my upbringing that started it and some things that happened in my childhood. And man, if I, again, the importance of that word, no, can prevent a lot of things from happening that shouldn't happen. Um, because that's your voice, right? You should be comfortable with saying, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't think this is right. Yeah. You know? Um, so then it became, you know, losing my dad at a young age. And then it was a fear of abandonment. It was a fear of being alone. It was a fear of not being good enough. Oh, you yeah. know that, that yes turns into power because right. as you say, yes, you see people happy. As yes. you say, yes, you see people satisfied as you right. say, yes, you see people get on your side and, and join your team because you said yes. So you feel a little bit more at ease that mm-hmm. if I had said no, they would have been mad at me. Right. And then here goes rejection. Here yeah. goes denial. Here goes all the feelings of, of not being accepted. So, yeah, I mean, right. I totally get the, the rationale behind trying to be a people pleaser. It's impossible to actually achieve, though. It is. It is. So not worth it. And so there isn't one way to stop people pleasing. I mean, it just depends on the intensity and the severity at which it shows in your life. If you've got someone who can walk you through it, great. We always talk about getting a coach, getting a therapist, you know, journaling is is a a deal. And this is a journey. And I think holding people accountable is needed, but it's holding ourselves, myself accountable to the fact that, I'm not going to be a people pleaser. So in that way, when you're talking about someone who is extreme as I was with people pleasing, that's when that quote from Glennon Doyle makes sense to me because it's just, it's just a way to start thinking, changing the habit, changing the behavior. So if I'm chronically pleasing you, I have to think if it comes down to disappointing you or me, I'm choosing to disappoint that person because that builds my muscles. Now that takes a whole nother standpoint on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So again, it just depends. Um, Did you want to say anything? I did. A lot of times when I was put in a situation, you know, some people can be manipulative when they want you to do something. So they ask a certain way. They ask in front of certain people. They demand a certain way. And so when I've been put in that position, I always go back, reflect, and then ask myself, why did you do this? Why did you say it that way? What made you buckle knowing that you didn't want to do this? And then I I make myself answer those questions Mm. to allow myself for the next time not to be placed in that situation. So let's say someone asked me a question in front of a group of people that uh, would persuade me to say yes instead of no when I would have normally said no. I now know how to get out of that by saying, hey, let's have this conversation a little bit later when it's just you and I. That way we can go go through the details. Right. There, there's preventable measures you can put in place. I, I call them walls or fences that help put a person further back to give you enough time to react, give you enough time to respond. And, and most importantly, 
I don't mind pausing and thinking. So if someone asks me a question, instead of just going, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Or, nope, can't do that one. I, I purposely give myself about 10 seconds. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's on the calendar? That's always a mm-hmm. good response. Hey, let me check my calendar. You might not even have a calendar. <laughs> you, <laughs> you might not even know where a calendar is. But just that brief amount yeah. of time buys you a, a little bit of Hey, let me think this through before I just, yeah, let me sort it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Take those quick seconds of thought before you just jump into a commitment. And sometimes you know you're going to say no or you know you're going to say yes, but you just need time to think it through. Right. And find the words. And find the words. Right. Yeah. I've learned that too through you is taking the time and not having to answer right then and there. I think, you know, for me too, Growing into adulthood, I was just used to, okay, let's fix it and move. Because staying still and experiencing all the feelings, even though I'm very much a feeler now, my feeling then was very internalized and very, um, man, just detrimental to to me as a person because the way I couldn't cope with those things. So, um that's definitely a grateful for me as I'm thinking about, you know, where we're at today, just that learning process in that. So let's talk about more signs. Um, and Corey, I, I know you're very empathetic to me and you, and you know me as a person, you're probably like, Oh my gosh, that was so her. Or sometimes it still shows up. So sign, if you are a chronic people pleaser, this might show up. You feel responsible for how, for how other people feel. Mm hmm. Right. If they're not happy, what did I do? How could I make them happy? How could, you know, what, what do I need to talk to them about? To, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm chuckling because that thought process is so foreign to me. And it's not that I don't care about people. I'm not a cold hearted person. And of course I care how people feel, but if I know I've given you a rational explanation, I can't, I can't go with you to Disneyland this weekend because it's too short of notice. I don't have any money and I don't get paid till next week. And I'm right. not trying to get myself in debt. That's all rational reason. Right. It makes um, sense. But if a person gets mad, I'm like, see, but see, let's go back years because I was a chronic people pleaser. If you had told me, no, my instant reaction was like, well, what the heck? Like, yeah. I do everything you ask me to do. You say dance, I say how. You you know, you say jump how high. And that's because now I'm expecting it to be returned. And it, but the way I was being was not healthy. Right. So when you told me no, it offended me greatly. <laughs> and guys, she's not saying me per se. She's just saying yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um. Create a checklist, guys, if you feel responsible for how, for how other people feel. Might be a good sign that you're, you're too into the people-pleasing. Um, You apologize often, even when it's not needed. Oh, yeah. Immediate response is, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That bothers me. And I've, I've talked to people that, that do that on a regular basis. They're just a walking I'm sorry Mm -hmm. message on everything. Right. 
So here's a tip, guys. If you want to start breaking these habits, you usually take what the sign is and you do exact opposite. Mm -hmm. So instead of apologizing, don't apologize, right? So I, I think I've said this as an example, and this is so minimal in comparison to what it could be on the large, you know, bigger scale of things. But if I'm, I show up at a meeting late and the tendency for me is to say, oh, I'm so sorry I'm, I'm late. It would just be, thank you guys so much for still being here and, you know, let's have at it, right? Um, what did I miss? Man, I'd love it if you guys could repeat that because I know it was good. You know, yeah, and I, I get it. Some people would feel the the need to say I'm sorry for being late for a meeting, but let me give you a little bit more of a hardcore where yeah. you're like thinking to yourself, why would you apologize for that? Mm. Every day I go to I go to lunch at 11:45, and so today I'm having a conversation with someone, and it's 11:46, and I look at my watch and say, oh, I got to go to lunch. I'm late. For a person to look at me and say, oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize right. for that. There's no apology necessary. If we're going out the door together, walking side by side, and this person reaches for the door and I say, oh, I got that. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no need to apologize for that. Mm. And those are the kind of things that I've, I've picked up on with people that have this major issue. You know? Yeah. Someone will call me on the phone. Hey, are you busy? Uh, actually, I am. Um, can I call you? Oh, I'm sorry. There's right. no need to apologize <laughs> yeah. for that. that. Those are such good examples. Yeah. Good examples. So, guys, if you find yourself apologizing often when it's not needed, stop yourself. Yeah. Right. Make that an intention for the day. Something to work on for starting now into the new year. Um, we talked about feeling constantly burdened by your commitments. Um. And, you know, last episode, we had talked about that, like saying no to things and, and using that as part of your goal setting. How about the anxiety of feeling like you're about to say no, but you realize I, I oh, just can't do that's it? That's a very real thing. All the thoughts that were, you've had moments like that, Corey, where you wanted to say <laughs> no and no. <laughs> yeah. See, I was like, have you really? No, but I, I've talked to people. You know, oh, it's it, no joke. It's no joke. You create this story like if I say no, they're going to feel this way. And then they're going to say this. And then they're going to think that. Da, 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 da. And you create this intense, ridiculous story on something that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. And then you're all, and that's why I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say yes. And I've heard that <laughs> very same explanation from multiple people. Yeah. Because I've, I've just talked to so many people about when I recognize that that behavior, I ask. Why, why do you have to say yes to everything? Mm -hmm. Why do you have to say you're sorry about everything? And then they tell me exactly what you just said. They're, the story that's in their mind yes. is so intense. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we, we talk about when we're doing team building or we're doing coaching, we talk about editing your story, releasing stories that no longer serve you well. People say it different ways. Write a better story. You know, those are the things that they're talking about. Right. Um. And guys, we are going to go over. I think this is a pretty important topic. So um, let's go on to the next one. Uh, you feel uncomfortable when someone's upset or angry. Mm. Makes you uncomfortable. 
And so, yeah, and that's why I'm like, find a solution quickly because I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Right. right. Instead of just letting, because we encourage those feelings. That's a thing when you teach people or you work with people and you come off and I'm pointing at me and I come off at times like suppress those feelings. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I can't deal with the, you being upset. I can't No, that that's not the healthy way to do that. Okay. On to the next one. Sure. You avoid confrontation at all costs. Kind of what we already talked about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when people say you're confrontational, I am actually proud to say I'm not afraid to, to confront someone because before that wasn't a thing. I always vented to you. Yeah. Right. Um, next one. Oh, you need constant praise to feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a big sign for people pleasing. And how do you find that connected, Corey? Chronically people pleasing to constantly needing the praise to feel good. Well, you're looking for validation in your pleasing. You're looking mm. for that stamp of approval to say you did a good job. I am pleased. Right. You made me happy. You made me feel the way I wanted to feel. And then it validates you to say, see, there's a reason why mm. I do this. That, that, that's It was all worth it. That's why I'm here. Because if I'm not doing uh, it, who else would do it? That's yeah. my job, making people happy. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Uh, scary. That's real it scary is. for it me. Is. <laughs> it is. It um, is. We talked about picking up the habits of those around you so we won't dwell on that so the last one is you don't admit when your feelings are hurt yeah yeah i've dealt with that on a regular basis as well um the cry uh closet crying Mm. and then you discover a person in just total breakdown and tears and you're like what is going on? And so it takes a moment to get back to, again, the root cause. But basically, their feelings are hurt because they've attempted to please in every possible way. And some people just aren't pleasable. Yeah. And so it really does a, a job and a scarring thing on people that want to please. Yeah. Yeah. So... Good, good conversation. I hope you guys got something from this. You know, we've heard kill them with kindness. People mistake my kindness for weakness. Um, There is a difference between being kind and people pleasing chronically. Remember, that's the key here. So maybe that's something we'll talk about more. But love to hear from me if you have any questions or any thoughts, any signs that you've experienced or seen in people that, you know, again, this is a community where we share the knowledge because we want to elevate. So, you know, us here, I take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. Every day.